Hey friends, welcome to The Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Putnick. Thanks for listening in. We are so excited to share with you the message from our season opener held at Advent Church on Tuesday, September 14th, featuring Susan Hagen and myself. It was a beautiful evening where we introduced our theme for season four. We started the night with an amazing video of the earth and how it changes throughout the seasons of the year overlaid with a reading from Ecclesiastes 3. We've included a link to the video in the show description of this podcast and a link to another YouTube video we shared that evening as well, a Carrie Underwood, Cece Winans duet version of the classic hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Make sure you watch that one too. It's incredible. Again, thanks so much for joining us as you listen in to the Garden Season 4 opening evening. And be sure to listen all the way to the end where we share some more news about what's new at the Garden this year. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. a video called A Year on Our Planet. If you are wondering what all the fall decor is about tonight, well, I know autumn doesn't officially start until September 22nd, but we aren't trying to rush the season or anything because you do know that the um, pumpkin spice latte has been at Starbucks since August 24th. And Trader Joe's is practically sold out of everything pumpkin already. And Dunkin' started debuting all their pumpkin everything from drinks to donuts on August 18th. So we aren't rushing it here. We're actually late to the party. Let's get a show of hands for favorite seasons. And yes, you can vote for more than one. So let me get a raise of a hand for winter. This includes winter in Florida and winter in the rest of the Northern Hemisphere. Who loves winter? All right, there we go. Okay, raise your hands high for all those who love spring. 
Okay. How about all of you who want more summer right about now? Okay. All right. Now this, this is... And lastly, who doesn't love the fall season? There we go. We are here tonight sitting precariously on the edge of one season moving into another. And whether you voted for it or not, we want to invite you to embrace autumn tonight, even if the outside temperatures don't support the idea. Because here at the garden, the leaves are changing. The air conditioning is turned down nice and cold. And all the signs at Target say, it's fall, y'all. Thank you for being here tonight. It's so good to have you here at the garden again. Welcome to season four. If If I'm honest, I voted for all the seasons. I love them all. I love winter. I love spring that feels like summer. I love summer that feels like summer on steroids. And I love fall that seems like summer is never ending. I guess the thing I love the most about the seasons are the change. However small that change may be, it reminds me that something new and different is always on the horizon and waiting to be welcomed. On the contrary to our changing seasons, though, there is one thing that does not change, and that is God. God does not change. The classic hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, begins like this. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not, as thou hast been thou forever will be. In an ever-changing world, God is the one and only unchanging reference point. His changing, unchanging nature is an attribute of his called immutability. That has nothing to do with the mute and unmute feature on your phone. The word immutable means unchanging or unalterable. That God is immutable means that he is unchanging in his character, unchanging in his will, unchanging in his plan and his promises. His attributes cannot increase or decrease because he is unchangingly infinite. His knowledge and wisdom will not change, his faithfulness will not waver, and his love will never end. God's wisdom, his power, his holiness, his justice, his goodness, his truth are infinite, eternal, and unchangeable, period. Although there are many attributes that we as image bearers of Christ can possess, things like love and patience and faithfulness and grace and mercy, being unchanging or immutable is not one that we are capable of possessing. Despite the fact that you or I might cling to the most stable of habits or routines, we don't have the ability to be like God in this regard. Our physical bodies change, they grow, they mature, they decline. <laughs> Thank you. 
Our minds expand and contract. Our emotions wax and wane. Our circumstances are subject to a constant ebb and flow. Only God remains constant. Scripture confirms this. In James 1.17, God is described as the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In Malachi 6, God asserts his own immutability as he proclaims, I, the Lord, do not change. The writer of Hebrews reminds us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. God does not change. And yet the seasons of the year bear witness to the changing nature of that which he created. As fall begins soon and rolls into the dormancy of winter, followed by the rebirth of spring and then the warmth of summer. Although the seasons are not typical here in South Florida, they are seasons of change nonetheless. And maybe change is yet another reminder of the deep need in all of us for something constant, for something dependable, something unmoved and immovable, something lasting and permanent, something eternal. But why? Why do we need reminded that everything changes and God does not? I believe it's because we live in a fallen world with other broken people navigating our ways through uncertain waters. We live through difficult seasons of life for which the only saving grace is God. Throughout scripture, we are reminded of God's unchanging nature. I call them the always and the nevers. Truths like <clears throat> that we as humans can't make about ourselves. God will never leave us or forsake us. That's Deuteronomy 31.6. My Father is always at work, even to this very day, and I, too, am working. That's what Jesus says to us in John 5. 1 Corinthians 13, a description of God's love, reminds us that God's love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God's love never fails, 1 Corinthians says. I can't say that about me. Ascribing always and never language to our lives, our relationships, our circumstances, has the potential to leave us continually fallen and broken and lost and disappointed. Thinking that relationships or circumstances or, or things are always going to be there and never going to change those are lies we tell ourselves. Lies that often lead us to clinging to things and people that aren't God. Thinking that those are always and never things. Anchoring our lives to the God of the universe allows the change to come, the winds to blow, the trees to bloom, the leaves to fall winter to come, all the while we stay rooted to the God that never changes. That's where I want to be. That's where we all want to be. And that's how we should want to live, laser focused on God, that fixed point on the horizon that doesn't change. There was this um, biosphere project in Arizona 
many years ago, like back in the 90s, um, an experiment to see if life could be sustainable like in, on another planet like Mars and to kind of test out an, um, an environment that would be free of all the pollutants that we have now around us. So one of the things they did was plant trees and plants and animals. They had all, all kinds of things in the biosphere. And the trees did great for a period of time. And then they just began to fall over. And the researchers in the biosphere didn't understand why. The trees had light and water and soil and all those things they needed to grow. And they eventually determined that one thing was missing for the trees and that was the wind. The trees didn't have wind. It was the wind that caused their roots to grow deep. It was the wind that challenged the trees to grow stronger. For as much as those trees needed wind, I believe the trees needed other trees. Maybe not in the biosphere, but for us. Most of you know that my mom passed away in July. And the last few years have often been difficult for my sister, Lisa, and I. Lisa's here tonight. But it has been in those times, and particularly in those last few months, when a call or a text from a friend or the reminder from someone that our family was being prayed for or a thoughtful meal reminded us that we aren't trees standing alone in a forest. This room is a sisterhood of trees standing alongside each other, supporting and loving and encouraging others when the winds blow. I'm grateful to be amongst strong trees in this forest of faith. Listen, I don't look forward to the wind any more than you do. But the Bible tells us in John 16:33 that in this world we will have trouble. He doesn't say if, it says will. And change and inconsistency and pain, all kinds of trouble. And in the next breath, and this is the hopeful part, his word also assures us that Jesus, you know, the one who's the same yesterday and today and forever, has overcome the world. He is unchanged by the wind, unchanged by the trouble, unchanged by the pain that we endure. In Jen Wilkins' book, None Like Him, on the attributes of God, she gives three absolute truths that we can count on in our lives. See if this rings true for you. Every circumstance you encounter will change, except for the circumstance of your forgiveness. Every possession you own will pass away except for the pearl of your salvation. Every relationship you enter into will waver except your adoption by your heavenly Father. These are truths I can grow roots into. The last year and a half that we have all lived has certainly been full of change and fear and uncertainty and frustration and sometimes disappointment and sorrow. What a comfort to know that in the midst of constant change, in the midst of the wind, that God, the God of always and never, is still seated on the throne. What a comfort to know that his love for us 
his faithfulness to us, his promise to forgive us is not yielded for one moment to any of the uncertainty that surrounds us. Our God, the God of infinite sameness, is unmoved. His love for us will always trust, always protect, always hope, always persevere. His love for us never fails. And so we have chosen this year of the garden to gather around this theme of seasons to remind us that although the seasons change, the world changes, the seasons of our lives change, both the physical ones and the metaphorical ones, there is one fixed point to which we anchor our lives to, that we root ourselves into, and that is God, our rock, our redeemer, our deliverer, our refuge. He is immutable. He is the God that never changes. That beautiful old hymn continues, summer and winter, springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. The lines from Ecclesiastes 3 that Susan read at the beginning of the evening remind us that there is a time for things, a season for things. It might serve us well to think about what kind of seasons we're living in right now and how the unchanging nature of God can give us unshakable confidence in the midst of them. Think about the seasons he has brought you through in the past and the season he might be seeing you through right now. What kind of season do you find yourself in tonight? A waiting season when it seems the answers or solutions are nowhere in sight? A resting season when you find ways for God to renew your strength and refresh your soul? A dry season when it seems God is quiet or when you can't hear his voice or sense his presence. A contented season when life seems calm. A grinding season or a busy season when it seems there aren't enough hours in the day. An expectant season when you anticipate the future with confidence and hope. A test and trial season when your circumstances seem unbearable. A growing season when God is challenging you to stretch and expand your knowledge or influence or capabilities and understanding. A spiritual warfare season when the enemy seems unrelenting in his attack of you. A joyful season when you are celebrating God's goodness with praise and thanksgiving. Maybe you are in the midst of a season I haven't even mentioned. Think about some of the amazing women in the Bible and the seasons of their lives that bear witness to the immutability of God. Eve, maybe she had a contented season in the Garden of Eden that took a sudden turn of events that turned into a trials and testing season. Ruth and Naomi saw their seasons of grief at the loss of their husbands turn into seasons of joy as they shared their faith and a faith that allowed them to walk into a new future. 
Mary, the sister of Martha, remember her? She sat at Jesus' feet. She may have been in the midst of a contented season as she was a firsthand witness to the ministry of Jesus. Yet Martha, in the same place, and while she was busy preparing the meal for her sister and Jesus and friends, might have insisted that hers was a grinding season despite the presence of Jesus. How did God respond to all those women in all those different seasons? I believe each woman's story is a testimony to God's unchanging faithfulness in every season and an opportunity for us to be encouraged that he will be faithful in all of ours. We want to give you an opportunity to think a little bit tonight about what season you are in. And so I'm going to share with you... um, a little bit about those seasons that I mentioned. So you have a chance to consider what season you might be in tonight. Maybe it's more than one. Maybe it's something that's not even on the page that you want to jot down um, in the margins of um, these papers. But we're going to give you a chance to do that as you listen to this next song. Come on, isn't that an awesome version? If you, that is Carrie Underwood and Cece Winans. Um, beautiful. So I'd like to, to give you the opportunity to circle up with a few of the women that maybe you're sitting around if you feel comfortable and share maybe with somebody else what kind of season you think you're in. How is the immutable God meeting you where you are? How are you inviting him into your seasons? What do you need from God during this season? What do you need from other people during this season? How can you walk through a season and bring glory to God? Maybe some of those are questions you toss around amongst yourselves. We're going to give you a little time to do that for a few minutes. Our conversations could just go on and on and on. (laughs) Would anybody... Any any brave soul like to share their season they're in the midst of? Oh, Claudia. I always... Oh, never mind. They don't want me to share. Oh, I can see it. (laughs) Well, actually, I'm in a lot of these, but the one that hit me the most was the growing. In the last two and a half years since I became a widow, I've grown in so many different ways, and I just thank God for this church and my Christian friends. Anybody else want to share a season, a past season, a current season? Linda. Linda. For me, it is a whole new season, and I wrote down the word change because I've changed where I live and how I eat and what I do and who my friends are, and I just told them, if you had asked me how I was going to deal with all that, I would have said, oh, I, 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 I can't, I, but somehow I did, 
And then the next one that comes to mind is gratitude because somehow in the middle of all that, I got, I got a lot of good stuff and I didn't ask for it. But every time my fear was almost overwhelming, you know, I'd see the birds fly out of Wakutahatchee or see some raccoons running across the road or have the sun come up with some really weird clouds. And so uh, just a little reminder that we, we go through our seasons, but we don't go through them alone. Amen to that. Anybody else? This side has been representing well. Okay. How about this side? Thank you, Carrie. I'm going to go to a past season, and that was last August when I became a grandmother, and my whole world changed. This little alien who was just... Eh, eh, and who has this dinosaur roar, he has just this whole year, it's just amazing what happens. They go from this infant that knows nothing to the toddler that just wants to ram through that gate and get to the dog bowl and pour it on his head. So I've gone through a joyful season and also a season of, ha, huh, Welcome to parenthood, <laughs> because it becomes a challenging season as well. Well, we wouldn't have a new season without a new theme verse, because we love a new theme verse for our seasons. And ours for this season of seasons is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. So now, beloved ones, that's you. Stand firm, stable, and enduring. Your, live your lives with unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. What a beautiful promise. Let's challenge each other to hold up every season we are walking through and place it under the authority of our unchanging, immutable God. Let's speak the truth of God's word with unshakable confidence in the midst of difficult seasons as a way not to control them, but rather to surrender ourselves and our seasons to the power of Almighty God, the God of always and never. Let's be open to sharing with our sisters our need for a sisterhood to come alongside us in all seasons and encourage and uplift each other. Even in the midst of our seasons and in spite of them, let's continue to find ways to bring glory to our immutable God. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Amen. Susan's going to pray a <clears throat> prayer um, and a blessing over our season and our seasons tonight. Mm. I, there are a couple of scriptures or a couple of things in scripture that have gotten me. And I, I don't know if my mom remembers this, but I, when I was younger, I, I went to my dad like, 
three or four different times. I think we had a neighbor who was Christian, but like a branch of Christian that I didn't understand. And I'd come home and I'd say to my dad, okay, help me understand three days in the tomb. Because I don't get that. Like, do you count Friday all day as a day and Saturday all day as a day? But he rose on Sunday, so is that actually a day? And it perplexed me. And and the scripture on um, shadow, there's no shadow. Uh, And I, I remember... I don't remember what Bible study was in. I was reading it, and I'm, I went to Andy, and I'm like, uh, I, help me with this. I don't, I don't really, he's like, God never turns his back on you. You don't have the shadow because he's always with you. He, he just stays alongside of us. What a great blessing that is, regardless of our seasons, Right? We'll stay in his shadow, but it's in the shadow of his wings where he's protecting us. That's the shadow I want to be in, but I'm glad he never turns away. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful, so very grateful that when we are in whatever season of our lives we are in, you are by our side. And when we are waiting and the answers don't seem like they're coming, You have them ready for us, but you're letting us get to that space. Give us what we need in that moment to wait. And when we are resting, Lord, we welcome the renewal that your spirit brings to us in that time and in that space. Refresh us, Lord. And when we are dry, water. what we need because you are the living water and when we are contented we rest in your palm and when we are grinding Lord you sustain us and when we are expectant Our hope is in you. And when we face tests and trials, Lord, we are driven that much closer to who you are. And when we are growing, it feels like we're joining in with the fullness of your creation. Keep us moving forward. And when we face that spiritual warfare, when we feel like we are under attack, we know we're in the right place because, Lord, you said that to your followers. Blessed are you. Blessed are you when you are in those circumstances because of me. And so, Lord, in the midst of it, we thank you for the blessing of standing there knowing you are by our side. And, Lord, when we sense your presence, we are in that joyful season. And 
we know your promises that you never leave us. So, Lord, we thank you that you are always there to provide us with that joy. I think, Lord, of Julie's uh, exercise of gratitude that she led us into uh, last two seasons ago, Lord. And what a blessing that was to just experience you over and over and over and over again in the minutia of our everyday blessings upon blessings. That's the kind of God you are lovingly available to us in all of our seasons. We thank you, God, for who you are and how you love, for bringing us together and for tying us together with your spirit. In your name we've prayed tonight. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our welcome to Season 4 of The Garden. Here are a few announcements we shared that evening. Secret Gardens are coming in October, December, February, and April. We will create a secret garden experience, an intentional, unique, and fun evening, much like our gardens in the sanctuary, but these will be held somewhere else on Advent's campus always on the second Tuesdays of the month at 6:45 p.m. our gardens here in the sanctuary will be held in November, January, March, and May and our new secret gardens will be held in October, December, February, and April. Be sure you're connected with us via email to always receive information about the upcoming garden. You can text us the word garden advent all one word to the number 22828 to add your existing email or a new email directly to our email list again you can text the word garden advent as all one word to the number 22828 and follow the prompts to send us your email directly the women's retreat we have a new date, a new event, and a new location. We're going to Orlando to a Lifeway Women's Live event on April 30th, 2022. Some of your favorite Bible teachers and mine, Jen Wilkin, Christy McClellan, Jada Edwards, and many others will be speaking live and in person at First Baptist Church in Orlando. More details to come, but save the date, April 30th, 2022, and save the entire weekend. There's going to be an in-person and an online option, so there's flexibility for everyone. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Email us if you'd like to reserve a spot or receive more information. Send us an email at thegarden at adventboca.org. Again, email us at thegarden at adventboca.org. We hope you had a chance to pick up our summer reading suggestion. It's a book by Barbara Brown Taylor called An Altar in the World. It's a short read but long on perspective of finding the holy in ordinary places. This book will come up in our gardens this season, so if you haven't had a chance to pick it up, please read or listen to an audiobook and tell your friends you're reading. Again, we're reading Barbara Brown Taylor's An Altar in the World. 
Our Take 5 Lantana Clothes Closet is up and running. Our first summer pop-up in June was in Lantana where we helped Ashley Maddox, Advent Lantana's cap, uh, campus coordinator, organize the clothes closet known as Take 5. Now that the closet is up and running and open once a month to families in need, Ashley needs volunteers who are willing to help maintain it. She's looking for help on Wednesday and Friday mornings from 10 a.m. to 12 noon and Saturday mornings, particularly the second Saturday morning, to help when the closet is open. There's also volunteer opportunities on Saturday afternoons with the Boca Helping Hands food distribution. I'm going to be there on Wednesdays and would love your company. If you would like to donate clothes, men's clothes and kids clothes are particularly needed also Halloween costumes for kids although we never have a shortage of women's clothes um, they especially seem to um, like dresses and denim so keep that in mind when you're cleaning out your closet thanks again for listening and we hope to see you next time at the garden